0: We and Kieran are late to the game. Hey
1: there, Kieran. Hey, Joey. (laughs) Welcome to another episode (laughs) of Late to the Game, a video Mm -hmm. game podcast brought to you by you and me, uh, where we talk about old games that we missed out on the first time around, and also just old games and also just regular games.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Video games and lots of Nintendo, because we both have Nintendo (laughs) hard-ons.
1: And why shouldn't we? I think I've said that exact same thing. This is uh, episode uh, nine or ten, nine? right? I was gonna, I was gonna. Be oh like, this yeah, the ten. episode. But I think it's oh. actually the. No, no, because we
0: we haven't uploaded the ninth. I think this is actually the tenth. Maybe that's right. <laughs> All right, welcome At... to our ten anniversary.
1: Yay, our deca... decadent phase. <laughs> I am. Um... I just shower with video games, Joey. <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining like old Genesis cartridges just being <laughs> dropped on you and really loudly <laughs> clattering on the ground.
1: Oh man, like the <laughs> like the save batteries popping out. Oh, it would be bad. <laughs> Every time an old game falls on the ground, I get like I tense up a little bit because it's like, oh no, it's so old. Don't. It's like it's like if someone like falls and breaks their hip or something. It's like it's like know. an old person. Uh, yeah, it's like an old person. Yeah. Um. Speaking of old things, um. The SNES Classic Edition is coming out. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of months. I think it's and, September twenty um,
0: ninth or something. Yes. Uh, I could look it up, but what it, kind of journalist would I be?
1: You're right. It's <laughs> September twenty ninth, twenty seventeen, and um, <laughs> so the uh, the NES Classic was a thing that people feel f- people feel all kinds of ways about, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> the the general consensus was that the NES Classic was a a neat little box. Um, Maybe not wholly necessary and not like wholly progressive in its, uh, in the way that it dealt with like old games, but like an, a nice thing for people to have, right? Especially if you're not a collector of old games. It's nice to just have that little box that has pretty much all the games you'd want.
0: Sure. It, uh, it had really, really good emulation. Um, it, I've seen Sega treating their back catalog with just kind of, I guess, I don't know if reckless abandon is the right <laughs> phrase,
1: but well they have essentially, those, uh, they have those boxes you can buy at like uh hot topic or like uh urban outfitters or whatever where it's like yeah, it's like a genesis shaped box with a bunch of games on it,
0: yeah, and it's like uh those have really shitty emulation and like they're just not super well put together
1: mm. And, are, they, are they like uh, a, are, the, are the ones that I'm talking about that you find at like the like the novelty store? Are those actually like sanctioned by Sega? Yeah. Oh, okay, but they're just like kind of low quality.
0: Yeah, that like Sega just kind of went the lowest bidder route. It feels like, and it in that capacity, it's really really nice to see Nintendo come out with like they've you know their little NES Classic was, uh, like a it was a high quality product like uh i actually ended up getting one and when i opened it up it felt like opening up a console like everything was wrapped individually it had a nice little hdmi cord
1: right that's, All of that's the... nintendo's strength right is, is putting together like a really tight package that you can feel good about mm-hmm. like
0: every everything involved with it felt really nice like the the user interface was fantastic and hyper polished um like there were save states and like like that alone was a really meaningful addition. And in addition to that, it's like all of the games ran in HD and look really, really crisp. And right.
1: they, they look, they look good on your new TV. So you, cause I've, 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 I plugged uh, an NES into like my uh, HD TV the other day. And it's, it's not good, Joey. It's real bad. Yeah, it's a,
0: <laughs> it's a bad time. Yeah. Um, so I, I love so much of what the NES classic did. And for what it was, I think it was 60, 59, 99, I believe I think that was a really fair price based on what was that package. It was either 60 or 70. I forget. Especially because um,
1: some of those games, if you want them physically, they can, they can run, they can run you a lot of money nowadays. Sure.
0: I, I only really have two major complaints with the NES classic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of them is that the controller cord is quite literally two feet long. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> right it, why? i guess they, i don't know if they were going for nostalgia or what because the um like the the famicom like the like the japanese nes had a short cord, and i don't know if they were like trying to evoke that but the fact is that people's living rooms are shaped differently than they were or at least they're yeah. arranged differently than they were in the in the 80s and now you typically sit like seven to eight feet away from your tv if i mean if you have the space for it you typically sit yeah, farther yeah. away from your tv than you did 30 years ago absolutely and those those cords did not reflect that
0: no they uh, they did not at all like it it was just kind of a given if you were going to buy the nes classic you were either going to buy extension cables for those little controllers or you were going to have a very uncomfortable uh kind of setup and um they like the it's not at least uh based on like the uh North American hardware. It's not just a nostalgia thing because I have an NES with NES controllers and the cords are like twice as long. Yeah. Um. So, it it was, it it's just one of those weird like, um. I think I remember hearing somebody kind of phrasing it as like Nintendo, uh, be like being famous for uh tripping at the finish line kind <laughs> of thing. They just they got real close.
1: Well, I don't think we um, ever talked about that in the show, so that's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, Nintendo has a, a really really bad habit of uh, making a lot of really great decisions and then just like throwing a completely baffling decision into that mix to be like oh so you're stupid and <laughs> and then of course uh, the other
1: main problem with the NES classic is they did not make very large quantities of it and people wanted it and they couldn't get it right.
0: Yeah, that's that's easily the biggest issue with the console by far is just that they didn't produce enough of it. Um it's it's just so frustrating because the NES Classic feels like something that was made for uh for uh like enthusiasts but it also feels like it was maybe even more so built for just a casual audience, somebody who would see the box, kind of remember some of the imagery because like the box itself is all styled after the original like yeah, uh, like NES action pack or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for and, people who, who
1: had fond memories of the NES, but weren't necessarily like um, like at the level of enthusiast where you would still own an NES and a library of all the games you wanted to play. It's for people to, yeah. to look at and be like, hey, I have some fond memories of this. Let's pop this in every once in a while and, and like recall those Halcyon days of youth.
0: Yeah, just kind of someone who fell out of it and then they see this and they're like, you know, like, Maybe for you and I, it's like, I played Super Mario Brothers 3, like, four hours ago or something. Like, it's part of my daily ritual, whatever. Uh, but I feel like this thing is really targeted at people that haven't played these games in decades. And then they see it's like, oh, Mario 3 and Zelda and Metroid and, yeah. you know, Kirby's Adventure, whatever else. And uh, it's got a great selection of games. But they they really just, they drop the ball so hard there because I... It kind of breaks my heart as as someone who loves video games to see people really genuinely be like, "Oh man, I would love to play this thing and it's just not an option."
1: Yeah. Like there, there were so I, few copies that people were like cuz th- there are a lot of like enthusiast enthusiasts who would, like pre-order them, but then it's like, "No wait, you should let someone else have this because you already have a whole library of games or whatever like let 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 this guy who like played metroid with their mom you know 20 years ago like let them have a turn <laughs> yeah like but like ideally that shouldn't be an issue because you should just have enough units to sell to everyone right but that's not yeah that's not the route that nintendo went so they, no, they sold like, out all their stock and then they said like what like we're just not gonna make anymore right
0: yeah they they uh officially stopped production Yeah. um and like when when it was first announced I was like sending pictures of it to my sister who again is one of those people that like kind of grew up with this sort of stuff, but Mm -hmm. didn't really keep up with it as the years went on. Mm. And I was planning on getting my parents one for Christmas because like, (laughs) I have fond memories of like sitting in my pajamas next to them playing, you know, Mario and Zelda. And honestly their gaming days kind of cut out there. And I thought that would just like, I was so excited about getting that kind of thing for them. And I was able to find one NES classic, and it was essentially by mistake. And that's after, like, uh, like, I was one of the enthusiast-enthusiasts sitting there on Amazon, waiting for the countdown for it to go live, refreshing the page, right? and Amazon crashed. Like, I was there at fucking ground zero, and I, like, even being exactly in the right place at the right time, I wasn't able to get one. That's how few of them there were. And... It was, they, they never, like, stock never got better. Like, yeah. uh, Best Buy would announce that they would have, like, a small shipment of them, and people would be in line in front of the store before they opened, hours yeah. before they opened. Yeah. And were that like wasn't the exception about this to than the rule. The, that uh, about was like the, the launch rule. of
1: a majority of consoles that have come out recently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: okay. And so, I, they, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, uh, I was just gonna say they ended up selling something like 2.3 million NES Classic units. It was actually the second best selling console, uh, during one of the time periods it was out, and it was only uh it was either the best or second best, but those two positions flip-flop between the NES Classic and the Switch. Right. So uh I mean that's that's all good and well, but it is super frustrating and comes off as very stereotypically Nintendo's brand of tone deaf that they were like what's that? Massive demand? Oh, uh, (laughs) let's, let's not do that right now. It's like, guys, why?
1: So, okay. So that is, that is the cultural context in which we currently find ourselves as Nintendo announces, they are going to do another, uh, classic console this time based on the super NES. Um, so this one, I have the page open here, so it's going to be $80 us. Uh, and it comes with 21 games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um maybe I'll just if anyone hasn't hasn't like looked it up I'll just run down the list here. I think it's a really solid list of games. I don't really have any major yeah. complaints about it. So you got Super Mario World, uh F0 Super Mario Kart, Super Metroid, uh Legend of the Link to the Past, uh Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which is the only one that I'm kind of like a little bit iffy on because like why not just do Super Street Fighter 2? It has four more I- characters.
0: I could have sworn it was Super Street Fighter 2. Are you sure? No,
1: it's Turbo, yeah. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, So that's kind of weird. Like, there's no Kami or Fei Long or DJ or um, T-Hawk. So that's kind of disappointing. But I don't know. I mean, I guess they're going with nostalgia, right? Like, Turbo was probably the game that more people owned, if I had to take a guess. Um, I don't know. So that one's kind of weird just because, like... I mean, if you're going to play Street Fighter 2, you should probably just play Super Turbo... But that was, that was an arcade game that never came out in Super NES. So I don't know. So it's all, it's all messed up. <laughs> sure. But, okay, so you got Kirby Superstar, great game. Mario RPG, which I've never played. Uh, but my, my coworker, like, this, this is how big a deal the Super NES Classic is. is my coworker, um, like, talked to me. He, he, like, came up to me and he was like, hey, did you hear they're, they're doing Super NES Classic? And it's got Mario RPG on. That's, like, one of his jams. So that's really exciting. Um, it's got Super Punch-Out, which I love. Uh, Final Fantasy three or six. Uh, Contra three, which is a really cool game that um. I think maybe this that one's like a little bit deeper of a cut, uh. But it's like it's really cool. Um, yeah. Super Castlevania four is great. Kirby's Dream Course. I know next to nothing about. It's like it's the <laughs> Kirby Golf game, which I guess people like. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've seen some people playing it, and it looks kind of janky and bad. But I don't know. I I will withhold judgment on that one. Um, Secret of Mana. Donkey Kong Country, Star Fox, Earthbound, uh, Mega Man X, uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, So that's a really solid list of games. Uh, And then on top of all of that, it has kind of a disingenuous claim here on this website, actually. It's like, for the first time ever, played the never-before-released Star Fox 2! Um, And as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Star Fox 2 what is coming packaged on this, on this console is the like unreleased prototype of Star Fox two, right? Um. Like, like there was a, they, they, they had like a working demo or prototype of Star Fox two and it never came out, but it like got pressed to a, to a cartridge at one point. So the, the ROM is out there. You can download the ROM if you're, if you're curious about it. But as far as I know, it's not like a fully functional game that you can reach the end of. Right.
0: Mm, I'm, to my understanding, this is, like, that game, Uh, before it was released, was essentially entirely finished. Uh, oh, they really? might have gone, yeah, they might have gone back and polished up certain aspects, but to my understanding, it is absolutely a game that you can play through to the end.
1: That's pretty cool, then. I, I was under yes. the impression that it was just, like, a, a weird, like, oddity, when, in which case it's, like, that's neat, but also, like, that's not really, I don't know, that's not a selling point for me, that's, like, something I would go to a museum and see. Rather than like like buying it as my twenty second game on this twenty two game collection, but um, sure if it if it's like a finishable thing and it's like a, a complete package, then that's that's really neat.
0: Yeah, to my understanding, that's exactly what it is.
1: That's a that's a really cool like um, kind of open minded decision on Nintendo's part. Like, yeah. take a look at this thing that we weren't quite satisfied with before, but hey, you would like to see it, so take a look at it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And supposedly the whole reason that the game was never released was because, uh, like, the the Sega Saturn and PlayStation, uh, were were coming out, and uh, Nintendo didn't want to compare the Super Nintendo's 3D capabilities to those consoles' capabilities. Oh, they were they, they were like, ashamed. Yeah. That's uh, sad. <laughs> yeah. You're so. Um, just the way you are, Nintendo. Indeed, and <laughs> uh, like. I do feel like this game would have probably gotten lost in the shuffle at the end of, uh, the SNES's, uh, lifespan, so it is kind of cool to have it come out now where it might actually get more attention in a way. Like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know whether or not that's the case, but, uh, it's, it's definitely a cool, a cool idea there. Um...
1: Yeah, so the the game list I think is really solid. I I don't really like. I can't think of anything I would really. Um... Oh, I wish Chrono Trigger was on here. They have they Chron- have basically yeah. every other um like flagship Super NES RPG, mm-hmm. and Chrono Trigger would be nice to like round it out. Because a lot of these games like Secret of Mana and Earthbound are are all like two hundred three hundred dollars if you wanted to get the actual cartridge of it. Yeah. So it's nice to have it um, emulated because like I'm sure there's people out there who like played a ton of Chrono Trigger back in the day and don't have the copy of it anymore sure. and have like gone to a used game store being like, "Oh, I'll play Chrono Trigger again. How much could it possibly be?" Oh jeez. So, yeah. That would be nice for them to be able to have that, but like, I don't know. I thought it was a licensing issue at first, but no, like Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy are there, so why why not Chrono Trigger?
0: Yeah. That's uh that's one of the only like I think that's the biggest Kind of omission. A lot of people are saying that they should have rounded out the uh the Donkey Kong trilogy.
1: Yeah, I I mean I I'm not like the biggest Donkey Kong Country fan, but I the the like the sentiment that I feel like felt by the community seems to be that two is better than one. Yeah. Diddy's Conquest is better than just straight up Donkey Kong Country.
0: That's that's what I've heard as well. I actually own them both on the uh, SNES. I just have not played through the second because i'm still playing through the first
1: see because here's the deal dixie kong can swing her she can whip her hair back and forth and she can glide Mm
0: -hmm. better game better game (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh yeah so um oh the other thing is that uh the snes classic comes with two
1: controllers oh the that was not the case for the nes classic
0: no, nah, only came with one.
1: Oh, uh, that's good. That's smart.
0: Yeah. So this one comes with two, and uh, the cords are five feet compared to uh, the.
1: <laughs> I would love for them to just like pivot way too far in the opposite direction, and it's like here at Nintendo, we heard your demands. The Super NES Classic comes with a twenty-five foot cord. <laughs> it just like it just like comes with an entire like uh, like bright orange like hardware store extension cord for it. It's like <laughs> forty-seven awesome. and a half meters.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Um yeah, but uh and uh also like uh just like the NES Classic controller, the SNES Classic controller, uh their end, like the, the end of the cord is the uh like uh same little boxy thing that you put inside uh the Wii Remote, uh like the Nunchuck connector. So um, does that you, mean
1: that it's backward like could you plug this into your Wii and play like a Wii Virtual Console game?: Yes, that's weird. Yeah, it's like you cool. can do the that's same really
0: with the NES controller
1: Yeah mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, that's kind of like
1: you ever see um you can like plug a Genesis controller into an Atari 2600?:
0: I've never seen that.
1: that's it's It's the weirdest thing. i I wish I knew like the history of like why that's the case. Maybe yeah. it just wasn't a proprietary connector or something. It was just like like some like connector you could just buy or or like license or something like that. Anyway, it's bizarre.
0: Yeah, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I know this thing's cool. Like uh, on the front it, you see like the standard little SNES like controller ports, and it's like they're clearly too small and all that kind of stuff. Uh, those are little plastic flaps that you lift up and then. Oh, uh,
1: that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um That's i think
0: cute. yeah i think this is a better collection of uh games than the nes classic um really? the nes classic yeah i think the nes classic had about as good a collection of games as the nes could have mm. i think the snes is just a stronger console like
1: i think Ooh, man i think i think you might make people angry by saying that joey the, i think that is, a, that is a delicate statement to make
0: yeah there there's absolutely you know capacity for me to uh, piss people off there, but you know I'm looking at stuff like Super Metroid is better than Metroid. Kirby Superstar is better than Kirby's Adventure. Um, you know, like a lot of people like Super Mario Three is kind of one of the more like it eh, could go either way. Uh, I think Link to the Past is better than the original Zelda. Uh, um, like I don't know, Joey. Mega Man X might be better than Mega Man Two. That, that's that's oh, like is, we're getting the most into super opinionated
1: subjective things. Oh man, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like every, I feel like a lot of these. Every single thing are... you just
1: said is like is like like, ask me on a particular day of the week and I'll agree with you, like every every single one of those is like <laughs> catch <laughs> me on a good day and I'll be like yeah totally catch me on a bad day and I'm like no fuck that, <laughs> man,
0: um yeah but I uh, know I I guess like okay here's something that's uh, a little bit easier to claim, um, SNES games are. Generally, bigger experiences than NES games. Yeah, um, that's true. So you know, like I, I feel like even though this is twenty-one games as opposed to the NES Classics thirty, mm-hmm. uh, there there's more bang for your buck here.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, like, what it really is is like whatever game you played the crap out of when you were a kid is the game that you're gonna be playing now, right? So it's like yeah, the, whatever kid like really loved simon's quest on the nes is gonna be huh. like still playing it now on the nes classic but yeah like sure like somebody's gonna be somebody out there is gonna be like oh kirby's dream course and just like play the shit out of that on, on S- yeah. snes classic so
0: <laughs> i do is... think a lot of these games hold up a lot better it. here do you want me to i have my uh nes classic box right here do you want me to list <laughs> the games that are on there
1: actually yeah help me okay. out here Sure, just a second. Help me agree with you.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, here, here's. This is such a sexy box. Um, okay. So, uh, we're talking Balloon Fight. We're talking Bubble okay. Bobble.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Dr. Mario, Excite Bike, Final Fantasy, Galaga. Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, or Gaiden, whatever. Pac-Man, Punch-Out, featuring Mr. Dream. Oh, what? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 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 Star Tropics, which is a really uh, cool inclusion. Uh, Mm. Super C, but not the original Contra. Um,
1: That's weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's Super the, uh, Mario. It's chrono
1: trigger of this of that of that box.
0: Definitely, uh, Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Brothers Two, Super Mario Brothers Three, Tecmo Bowl, Legend of Zelda, and Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link.
1: Okay, I know what you mean because like some of those are arcade games that you would be better served just playing on the arcade, right? Like like Donkey Kong on the NES doesn't even have like the fourth board or or one of the boards because yeah, just like there's... it just wasn't wasn't. Like powerful enough at that time to do that.
0: Yeah, a lot of these are are just kind of smaller arcade sort of games. Things like yeah, Ice Climber, the two Donkey Kong games, Balloon Fight, Bubble Bobble. Right. Um
1: You know, like like they're they're games that unless like that was just your jam, you're probably gonna like pop it in and be like, oh yeah, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong was fun, and then like move on to Mario three or whatever you sure. whatever yeah. you were actually there for. So yeah, I guess uh this this SNES collection kind of seems like it's trimming the fat a little bit. Or maybe there just wasn't as much fat on the on the uh <laughs> SNES.
0: Yeah, I I think either way, if if I had to pick which one had a stronger library, I would claim the SNES classic. And that's coming from someone who grew up with the NES and played like I, I grew up almost with the NES more than I did the SNES. There are mm-hmm. specific games like Kirby Superstar I could play until my fingers came, like fell off, but uh right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's that's just kind of whatever. <laughs> I don't think you know, that's think a super This, interesting this might be missing like
1: uh, like one or two like really deep cuts though. Like I, I don't really have any good examples, like like I don't know, like Act Razor or something like that. Like I feel like yeah. this this collection has like all the big hits that people know. But I feel like they should have maybe just thrown in like one or maybe two like really weird ones that are like really cool games, but like ones that people have never, never played before, like a, like Demon's Crest or something. Like that's a really expensive game, that I don't think very many people played, but like that's a really cool SNES game. Super Ghouls and Ghosts is a cool inclusion. That's a that's an yeah. awesome game. That probably a lot of people have never never played.
0: Those games are bullshit. <laughs>
1: i have i have uh super ghouls and ghosts on my super famicom and i have never beaten i got to the very end um that was going to be like one of those when we first started this podcast that was like one of my things like oh yeah when i beat that one i'm going to talk about it i got a lot to say so stay tuned for episode 43 where i finally beat super ghouls and ghosts <laughs>
0: Maybe by then I'll have beaten Mega Man 2.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. We gotta do... uh, Yeah, we we gotta do one of our... We gotta do an episode that's like... Like, late to the late to the game. Where it's like... Games that we talked about before and still haven't beaten.
0: (laughs) I like that idea. Um, Yeah, so... The SNES Classic, I think is cool. Uh, I think it's a good little machine, hopefully. Uh, My only concern, again... Is that they're not going to produce enough? They claim that they're going to produce significantly more than the NES Classic, but that language still leaves plenty of room for not nearly enough.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> significantly more than not nearly enough <laughs> is <a laughs> can mean a lot of things, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, like I, th- I think Nintendo like burned through a lot of their goodwill. With the NES Classic? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so I I would hope they have learned from that mistake. Yeah. Um, and
0: again, it's such a shame because the execution of it is phenomenal. And it's just... They just fucked up by not making any of them. <laughs> like, I feel like they're relegated to, uh, like... I almost feel like they're relegated to, like, contest prizes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And which should, it shouldn't be. Like, again, this, this is something for people to, like, scratch their nostalgia itch, right? It should be something that's easy to... That's easily accessible. Or else it yeah. becomes just, like... It, it becomes just, like, actually buying the game. Like, like the, the, getting an SNES Classic should be significantly easier than getting a Super Nintendo and a copy of Earthbound, you know? Yeah. But, but the way the NES Classic turned out, it's, like, about the same. It's like, oh, you want Zelda 2 and you want an NES? Like... Well, that's actually easier than getting an n e s classic right now
0: man oh um it it is really dumb uh actually one quick other thing that's kind of interesting here is that uh okay. they've got some uh super f x games like obviously star fox star fox two Yoshi's island games mm-hmm. that have never been on the virtual console uh in any capacity because yeah, of Yoshi's uh, Island was
1: never on virtual console
0: not to my understanding oh really yeah um uh, and I can look that up because I may absolutely be wrong, but uh, essentially, uh, Super FX stuff, uh, has been kind of a bitch to emulate, I guess, and huh. um, so we're like a lot of these games, um, are games that people have access to other outside of like you know, uh, the elephant in the room being just illegal emulation. Right. Uh, a lot of these are going to be like your first real access to these games and like decades
1: yeah that's exciting yeah because yeah the 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 super fx that was something that like was in each cartridge right that's that's such a crazy way to to make a video game nowadays definitely i don't know just imagine like put just like strapping an extra like like sd card onto a disc and being like yep just be careful when you're spinning it it can uh it can get very fast that's awesome yeah. Um, uh, do you wanna Do you wanna take a break and then we will come back and talk about something else? Sure. That sounds like a good idea. All right. See you in a minute.
0: Oh. Hey there, buddy.
1: Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back from the break, Joey.
0: Yeah. So, I broke.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're done talking about SNES classic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ten out of ten. Try to find one.
1: <laughs> um what what have you been up to? What games have you been playing lately?
0: Well, uh let's see. I've I've been playing some of ARMS still. Uh, I talked about that already, but ARMS is uh, real good.
1: You know what would um, be awesome. I'm sure I'm not the first person to come up with this idea. What if they added Punch Out characters to ARMS?
0: Yeah, that that would be fun.
1: What if they added uh, pe- Mike Tyson to ARMS?
0: I think I want a photo reel Mike Tyson. Uh, whose arms stretch like Michael Jordan's at the end of Space Jam?
1: <laughs> just all all mics have that inherent ability. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was an established part of the Space Jam canon that they just did. It, yeah, is a deleted scene. Mm, that
0: that was uh, some of the lore that only shows up during the loading screens. <laughs> uh, yes, so uh, a little bit of arms. Um I've been playing uh, Rivals of Ether uh, which is a uh Yeah tell, an me, early tell access... me about
1: Rivals of Ether because there's so many games now that are blank of blank that I get them mixed up really easily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure thing. Uh, so Rivals of Ether is an early access game on Steam and it is a platform fighter which is uh, just kind of the uh, more like correct or like the The nicer way
1: of saying it's a Smash
0: Brothers clone,
1: right? Right. And, the uh, the like legally distinct way,
0: <laughs> yeah. You can
1: say it's a Smash Bros style game without mentioning the name Smash Bros.
0: Yeah, and like, it, it it's not PlayStation All star style. Like, let's make a couple of. It's like no, you you smack people off the side of the stage. Your whole point's to keep them off of the stage. Uh, they you know like they have percentage that goes up as you do damage, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it it. It's got really good uh pixel art, like everything's really sharp, everything looks good. Uh, it plays really well, and it just feels like a a Smash Brothers style game that takes itself a little bit more seriously as far as like the competitive aspect goes. And
1: they, they uh, uh they, they were they do things like they use some of the like advanced techniques that lots of Smash Bros players use, right? Like can there's is there like wave dashing?
0: I I've only played for maybe an hour or two, so I. Uh, okay. I do want to say that that kind of stuff is in the game and it's like, uh, intentional as opposed to melee's kind of like, whoops, for like half <laughs> of its high level play. Yeah. Uh, but, um, like there, I'm, I'm you're, trying to you're think like, it. yes, it, it is good. Okay. Um, there like, there aren't a huge number of characters. There's only like, I think eight right now. And Ori from Ori and the blind forest is coming later. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah okay (laughs) um but uh again it's it's early access um so it's it's really nice because all of the characters are super distinct uh they each seem to be styled after uh an element and um like how they use that really strongly impacts how they play so there's like a a killer whale that can throw um like a, a blob of goo and then can like make other things like can make bubbles come out of the goo to attack enemies or can uh like teleport to the goo hmm. and um so like there's stuff like that there's um a bird character who can uh only use their smash attacks in the air uh which is really cool
1: and oh, weird they can yeah. the, the, they can like charge up smash attacks in the air
0: yeah, they can charge up smash attacks in the air, but, like, on the ground, they don't have smash attacks. They only have strong.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's interesting yeah. for anyone who's not, like, into Smash Bros, but it's,
0: yeah, if, like, if you're not
1: into Smash Bros, trust me, that's really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, like, the, there's stuff like that, and um, instead of a shield, you just have um a quick... Like, you still have the roll, mm-hmm. but you can't actually shield.
1: Oh, um, wow. If,
0: yeah, if you hit the shield button standing still... Um, you do what is essentially the sidestep dodge like the, the from docking. Smash Bros. Uh, but if you do that, then um, everyone essentially has a a, a parry mechanic where uh, if you do that successfully, then your opponent uh, slows way down for about a second and a half, kind of opening up uh, them for some punishment.
1: Wow, that's so. really cool. Because, I, I mean, again, this is sort of... This is very like gran- granular Smash Bros. specific talk, but like... My Definitely. biggest problem with uh with the new Smash Bros game is it seems to it seems to like not penalize you enough for shielding. Like I, I yeah. haven't played it in a while, but like during my, my short time like trying to play it really competitively, I was like continuously frustrated by the fact that like in so many situations the optimal solution to the to, to like to battle, like the optimal choice seemed to be like stand still and shield. Because sure. because like the person who is approaching is very often like the person at a disadvantage so this yeah. seems like such a like smart like like well um, like a decision that was made based on like playing every Smash Bros game and being like this is what we want our game to be this is like we want our game to be like the best of all of these worlds together
0: yeah and that's, uh, that's super cool yeah I like as as someone who again like I I love Smash Brothers games I, I love playing them like I I don't go to tournaments outside of like things my friends hold Mm. um things are like maybe like some local events but i i I don't like you know i'm not a professional smash player by any stretch of the imagination but i do enjoy trying to play those games to the best of my ability and sometimes they feel uh designed in a way that's counterintuitive to like that exact pursuit i Mm -hmm. feel like uh, the Smash Brothers games sometimes feel like they are designed to try to persuade you not to play them seriously. And
1: <laughs> well, um, the, the, the frustrating thing about Smash Bro, like about about the uh, like about Smash Four, I'll just say is that um, the game is just a joy to control. Like that's a, like that's what they call it, a platform fighter, right? Is because like you always feel like you're in control, and you it like it feels so good to move and to approach. But then yeah. they they like they like hamstring it by making the defensive options all really strong. So, like, you'll rush in, and it, like, feels really good, and you'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm like, j- jumping around, I'm throwing out my aerial attacks, but all my opponent needs to do is just stand still, and then as soon as my attack is blocked, like, t- hit me with something out of shield. And, yeah. okay, maybe I'm just being, a like, a crybaby, and I <laughs> just suck at Smash Bros. games, but, um, like, taking the shield out of Smash Bros. is, like, that's, like, a mind-blowing thing for me right now. It's, I'm, yeah. It's, like, no, that's, that seems so... Like, if they do it right... Obviously, if, if they just take it out, then it's bad. But if they do it right and they, like, plan around that, that's, like, a really smart way to make the game more aggressive. Which I think <laughs> Smash Bros. is a very aggressive game.
0: Yes. And uh, it it really is, like... Um, again, you're going to have to forgive us if we're getting just too much into the <laughs> really minute details of Smash Brothers but uh, air dodging works the way it did in Melee as opposed to the way it did in Brawl Onward, where uh you can dodge once in the air
1: mm-hmm.
0: um giving you like a second of invincibility but then you're entirely defenseless as you float down to the ground
1: yeah that's that's uh, oh, that's that's so much preferable to me and again I, yes. I i'm just i'm being like a like a snobby i don't know i'm like like i'm surprised you can still hear me because my nose is in the air so my mouth will be <laughs> not facing the microphone anyway <laughs> <laughs> but like you, in the newer games, you can just like continuously air dodge. So, someone will be above you, and they'll just like mash that shield button. And the the imp like the the burden of timing it out is entirely on the attacker. Like I have to have perfect timing to attack you, when all you have to do to defend is just mash a one like one button continuously.
0: Yeah, essentially, uh, like in the newer Smash Brothers games, you can dodge in midair, and they're so small a frame in between when you've just finished your air dodge and when you can begin to dodge again, that you you can effectively almost be invincible in the air. And it it's so frustrating because so much of the joy of these games is pursuing opponents in the air. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in the latest, like on Smash uh, for Wii U, it's gotten to the point where I'll knock somebody into the air and I don't even bother jumping after them because <laughs> it's like the majority of the time it just doesn't feel worth it
1: yeah and um, I know I know that high level smash four players would probably be be cringing at what we're saying because there are ways to counter yeah. what you're th- talking about but like uh in terms of like designing a game where you are encouraged to do that, I would say that in smash four you are discouraged from pursuing an opponent in the air
0: yeah the the long ba- ba- short based of it, on the way like, that they've designed it yeah like the the way that that game is designed, defensive options are incredibly potent uh a lot of characters have uh parries, um, with you know, relatively long windows where all you have to do is just guess whether or not someone will attack you. And spoiler alert, it's a fighting game; they will attack <laughs> you. Um, and like there, there's no cooldown for it. There's no punishment for whiffing yeah. or doing it four, five, six times in a row. And uh, a lot getting, of them are strong getting, enough
1: to kill immediately. Like, yeah, we're we're getting way off topic here, but I, I can count. I cannot count on one hand the number of times I was playing Smash Four online and I was playing against, like, Shulk or somebody with one of those big counters, and i think to myself, they're going to counter right here. I'm going to delay my attack just a little bit and then let go so I'll get, like, right after their window of countering. And they do. I totally call it. But, the like, the time, like, their cooldown before they can counter again is so small that they actually counter a second time before my attack comes out, and they win anyway. It's infuriating. Yep. It It really is.
0: And, again, like, this is... This is obviously like incredibly nitpicky stuff from two people who really love <laughs> Smash Brothers and have like torn the game to pieces via hundreds of hours of playing it. Um, all this is trying to say that Rivals of Ether uh, is oh, right. a That's game. That's what you're we talking
1: about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rivals of Ether is a game uh, that feels made for people like Kieran and I who have a lot of frustrations with. Uh, incredibly specific aspects <laughs> of the core fighting of the Smash Brothers games that tries to make them a little bit more competitive. I, I've i played Rivals of Ether again, for something like an hour or two. Um, so I, I can't say with certainty whether or not, uh, you know, it's like everything I want it to be kind of stuff. Right, but right. Um, at least at this point, like, it's really fun. Uh, it's like, uh, I, I get a lot of the decisions they're making uh, and I appreciate them. And uh, it, like, my Smash Brothers playing, I guess, skills carry over enough to where within like 10 or 15 minutes, I was like pretty easily taking down the like hardest difficulty uh, CPUs and stuff. So, nice. is there, um, uh, it, is there like, much
1: in the way of single player stuff for that game? Or have they been yeah, focusing mostly a- on, on like, I imagine it's like they're trying to make it a competitive game, so they would be focusing primarily on like the tournament aspect of it.
0: Yeah, but it's actually got an interesting mode that I haven't checked out myself, but uh, I've seen other people play. Um, I I want to call it like Abyss or something. I forget exactly what it's called, but essentially um, it's like a weird sort of horde mode okay. where um, you're like fighting different opponents and it'll like have you do different things. Like, hey, there are these like floating things that you need to destroy within this amount of time. And then, hey, now you have to fight uh, like a certain number of weak enemies or you have to fight one stronger one and uh is it kinda it just like kind of... the
1: uh the um what's it called? The mode in Soul Calibur where they, they would introduce weird little extra mechanics to you where it was like there's a bomb that's gonna go off after a certain amount of time. Is it like that?
0: I I I'm not really sure. Uh are you talking about Soul Calibur 2? Yeah. Okay. Um I don't think so because like in this one it's like it's all happening on the same stage just like oh, okay. one thing after the other. I see. Um and it's also co-op and uh it seems like a really interesting mode. It seems like they they've got the basic kind of arcade mode. Uh they've got uh they've got training stuff that goes much more in depth than you know like anything Smash Brothers has ever done where they essentially right. teach you like these are the inputs go. Right. Uh yeah. <laughs> like uh in in Rivals of Ether they uh, they have stuff get granular to the point where um, they have character-specific tutorials for your different mechanics. And, That's uh good. That's something that yeah.
1: should be in Smash Bros. games, but of course they're not going to... They wouldn't do that. <laughs> sure.
0: Um, but yeah, again, like, each each of the characters really does have some kind of unique twist. Like, there's a lying character where um, you have a bunch of attacks that set people on fire, and so long as they're on fire, they're constantly taking damage, but also um, the knockback and maybe the power of your attacks is increased pretty significantly. Oh, okay, so, so
1: you'd want to light them on fire and then hit them with something else. Yes. That's cool.
0: Yeah, like, it, it really, really feels like a game made by people who love Smash Brothers, but, uh, like, have very granular uh issues with some of the the baseline fighting mechanics. Yeah, so,
1: I I was not that excited. Like I've seen people play this game before and I was like, oh that looks interesting, but maybe it's not for me. But after just having this this conversation right now with you it's like, okay, I gotta play some Rebels of either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh it's it it gets my thumbs up. Um <laughs> so far, I guess. Uh trying to trying to think if I've been playing anything else interesting. In the meantime, what have you been playing, good sir?
1: What have I been playing? I've been uh continuing my 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 dark journey into the depths of uh of fighting game story modes. Um I've been playing uh Blaze Blue Calamity Trigger, which mm-hmm. is the first game in the Blaze Blue series of fighting games. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's like a um it's a it's a 2d fighting game similar to street fighter um but it's made by the studio called arc systems works and they are known for um the guilty gear series which is another they're both series that they, they're called anime fighters because they're um the visual aesthetic is very is very like modern anime um and they're generally like a lot flashier a lot more like ostentatious than than street fighter there's a lot of like air combos and like air dashes you can like pull off a lot more have i talked about this on the show already (laughs) i feel awful but i don't remember i I don't remember either oh well uh it's it's the the game so nice i talked about it twice um i'm playing through the story mode right now and this is sort of like a part two to my my long-winded conversation about mortal kombat story mode from a couple of uh, a couple episodes ago uh blaze blue has a has like a visual novel story mode where you're, um, it's like, a, I don't know if you've played a visual novel before. It's like, um, I don't know. It's it's just like reading a book, but there's like characters almost like pantomiming the action up on stage, uh, on top of you. Uh, so the. Let me let me just let me just tell you, Joey, that the the story the plot of the Blaze Blue series is like m- maybe as convoluted as a plot could possibly be like th- <laughs> there might be a more impenetrable story somewhere in fiction but um i sure haven't found it um it's a game and here's the the main the main issue is that it's a game about like this from what i can gather <laughs> the central the, the plot revolves around this cataclysmic world ending event that will also like revert time back to a point like a certain number of days in the past so the storyline of the game is sort of this endless cycle of of people trying to stop this like apocalyptic like world detonation and then of course they're not successful but then at the end like a character will just like have this offhand remark where it's like maybe next time things will be different and then time will like reverse itself back to like the day before and they'll do it all over again but slightly different so it's like a game about like the butterfly effect in a way which is kind of fascinating cuz um, it sort of solves that we were talking about the problem of uh, of a um, fighting game storylines a couple episodes ago, about yeah. how like there's only one canon ending, so it's weird when there's all these like extra endings um, because like what what do you believe and what's real and it's kind of frustrating when the ending that you liked turned out to not be the ending that the developers liked. So with Blaze Blue, they sort of get around that in this. I don't want to say elegant. I want to say like maybe so clunky that it flips back around to elegance (laughs) where like nothing in the story matters because it's all going to be overwritten by the next like iteration that like everything is canon. So like I can play as Tao Kaka, the like silly little cat girl and she'll have this like wild and wacky misadventure that ends up like um, like in the end of one of her storylines, like there's a big hole that gets blown through the town where they live and like, uh one major character like dies, but like is remembered in a constellation, and all the other characters are like, We'll always remember you, bang shishigami, whatever um, and then it'll just be like that's one ending now, go back and like read another chapter, and then you'll have a whole different ending, and like neither one is wrong because it's a game about like repetition and like consequences, <laughs> so I can't even really say that I'm enjoying myself, <laughs> but I will say that it has been so consistently fascinating, and it's this like weird puzzle that I don't quite understand, but I want to wrap my head around. That um, I've been I've been like playing through it all the way, and it's uh, like I'm I'm most of the way there. I'm not quite finished yet, so maybe I'll do like a like a real big like postmortem after I finish the full storyline. But like, I would be hard pressed to tell you what happens in the Blaze Blue storyline and this is this is like one game of five now i think there's there's uh no four no yeah four <laughs> 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 it's, which because of course they're all they all have very, very similar titles like blaze blue oh yeah. Trigger, then blaze blue continuum shift then blaze blue chrono phantasma and then in addition to that, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, just straight-up visual novels that, that, like, tie into the story that are, that like, there's no fighting involved in them. It's just people talking and, and like, even more events being overwritten and time dilations and, whew, it's a lot, Joey. It's a whole that lot. That sounds bad. <laughs> and that's the thing is it kind of is, but, like, it's fascinating, too. I don't know. It's, sure. It's, like, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm reading an unsolved murder right now. I I feel like I'm watching like one of those uh, like making a murder or like serial one of those shows where it's like no one really knows what happens so everything is like inherently unsatisfying <laughs> and I'm I'm like this I'm like the detective or reporter who's like trying to piece everything together um Yeah I I I have I have complex feelings about Blaze Blue to be sure but um I I I don't dislike it. Is I guess what I'll say right now. That's Kieran's sure. glowing endorsement for Blaise Blue Calamity Trigger. I don't dislike it? Question mark.
0: <laughs> um,
1: um, um, yeah. Any, anything else? You were playing yeah. some uh, some Axiom Verge, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Axiom Verge. I know that I've mentioned that I've been playing it like three or four times, but I kind of want to beat it before I talk a whole bunch about it. I think. Okay. Sure. I, sure i um I've been playing that and uh Castlevania I can at least talk about i guess uh, or I've been playing castlevania Symphony of the night, so oh, that's what i metroid talk about because
1: they're they're very similar right
0: yeah um and uh i I've never beaten that either uh I've gotten far but i I guess I could talk at least a little bit about axiom verge so um it's it was all made by one guy like all the visuals all the like sound design all the like game design soundtrack everything's one dude that's and amazing. Uh <laughs> yeah each <Props. laughs> absolutely each individual aspect uh is is really great so far mm-hmm. um
1: and this is, I... this is sort of a uh this is like visually it's it's evoking like metroid one right like everything is really dark and foreboding and like bio horror-y yeah the visual aesthetic there's lots of like pustules and like glowy like sacks and stuff
0: (laughs) like you wouldn't believe it's very like
1: hr geiger-esque right
0: yeah it's uh it's very alien Mm -hmm. um and so it it's a lot of fun it control like the controls are really really sharp the gunplay feels great and um i i keep dis so again like it's metroidvania but it's like the metroid there is so big that it's dwarfing the Vania. It's just like this little <laughs> vestigial. Well, <tail. laughs> you don't
1: uh, you don't level up, do you?
0: No, like it okay, is. So it is it, it essentially
1: is, like a Metroid game, then. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so uh, it's like exploration's been rewarding and fun because I feel like I keep finding things that aren't integral to process, but do er, yeah, aren't integral to like progressing through the game, mm-hmm. but are helping me get through the game. So things mm-hmm. like. Uh, new weapons are just like uh, I I guess really that's been the main thing. Like new weapons are like slight upgrades to like, hey, your bullet uh, like every one of your guns has a little bit more range now, or mm-hmm. your bullets are a little bit bigger, making it likelier that you'll hit something. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, the the guns are interesting. There's like, I I don't want to you know spoil anything terribly exciting, but there's stuff like short range kind of electrical shotguns. There's just a standard kind of like. Mega Man pea shooter sort of thing mm-hmm. um everything like feels really good it's super responsive um i do have a couple of issues so far i think my biggest one is that uh it's it's not very well conveyed what you can and can't do um and the way that i'm going to explain this is by yeah, a, mm-hmm. at one point in the game yeah uh at one point in the game you get uh i think it's called a disruptor Uh, and there are areas that are, they look like glitched out NES cartridge stuff. Okay, sure. And, uh, you shoot this very specific weapon at them, and you can interact with those areas. Um, but you can't interact with all of them. You can interact with some of them, and then you Hmm. try to interact with other ones, and nothing happens. And then you get an upgrade that's like Disruptor version 2. You can up, you're like, you can interact with even more of them. And then I walk around and then still... there's
1: no clear, like, visual as to, like, whether you can interact with it or not?
0: Yeah. I, hmm. I guess that's, that's kind scary. of my thing right now. Yeah. And again, it, it like, maybe I just haven't played enough of it. Maybe it is very much so, like, uh, you can interact with, like, small individual squares with level one, level twos, maybe, like, I don't know, like, patches and level threes, whole screens or something weird. But uh, right now, it, it's not a satisfying upgrade to get when it's, like will get you out of fewer things, but only slightly. Right. And right, right. Uh, it's like, you know, I, I would have preferred, I guess, that that kind of stuff was something more clear. Like, hey, you have a double jump because you shoot a rocket at the ground and that rocket destroys blocks. So now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, that's a very clear, okay, I understand that places I couldn't reach before I can. And also, like, you know, like places that look suspicious, I'll double jump over, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting that with the disruptor.
1: So, yeah, when when it's upgrades like that, you really want it to be. You want the rules to be consistent, right? Like, yeah, if, if you if you pointed at something and it works, and you pointed at something else and it doesn't work, you want to at least know why it didn't work the second time, so yeah. or, or else you get frustrated, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And speaking of frustrated, I am hopelessly lost.
1: <laughs> um, is that that's kind of what you want from a, a Metroid game, though, right? I, I guess, or is guess this like the wrong kind of lost?
0: It feels like the wrong kind
1: of lost right now. Is and there is there a, is there a wrong kind of lost in a Metroid game? This is this is the philosophy corner where we talk we talk in depth yeah. about philosophy.
0: And you know, I was just kind of thinking that. Yes, it's, it also becomes an ASMR thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting lost is really just an aspect of life and an aspect of who we are. I think that. Uh,
1: getting lost to... makes me just want to smack my lips together in a really sensual way. <laughs> the idea okay sorry i, I completely <laughs> derailed your your actual train of thought to make a bad joke <laughs> no worries i forgot what it was <laughs> so you, you you were having trouble navigating the map it sounds like
0: yeah um i just i'm super duper lost um that it, it at least appears to like something that's frustrating to me as well is that i got into an area and now either i'm stupid or i can't get out of that area like <laughs> It was just like there was a jump I had to make. That was just like a normal little jump off a ledge and now it appears that there's no way back up that ledge. And <laughs> I am alarmed because
1: uh, yeah. I I <laughs> yeah. I I can understand your frustration and your confusion to like in that situation. I mm-hmm. I will just say that like that has been my experience with every Metroid game that I've ever played. I think at one point yes. or another has been like, wait, how did I, did I break something? Wait, where am I? Wait, what's going on?
0: Yeah, like, it- it's just an inherent part of those types of games. And I I would infinitely rather be lost than have a giant glowing arrow being like, go to the left! Yeah. like Also voiced <laughs> by King Candy, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, but, um, like... This is clearly a case of just me being bitchy because um I don't think it's something inherently wrong with the design. I think it's just me missing something or another. Uh and I, I guess like I, I just need to go back to it. Uh I've kinda given it a break for a week or two. Uh mm-hmm. but it's it's really fun. Um bosses are fun, like combat in general is fun. Uh it's just feels good to play. I Yeah, that, I recommend that was it a game so that
1: I uh I was going to pick it up when it first came out and then my, my computer couldn't run it for one reason or another. Um, and now I, I'm i wondering if it's going to... Have there been any plans to have it released on the Switch? Yes. Because that, that might be the, the platform that would be good to play it on for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. It, uh, it is coming to the Switch. And uh, I would Ooh. absolutely recommend it. It's, yeah. it's the kind of game that I'm getting lost in, but it feels like a kind of game worth getting lost
1: in, I guess. Wow. I know. And we are that to here yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get like an image of like a person like walking in like a sun dappled forest and then like get like a nice uh, nice cursive font and put that up there
0: man on um on a final note yeah um on a on a brown note, if you will, I don't okay. know if I've shared this with everyone, but Kieran's voice. <laughs> It's a brown note for me. Every time I talk to this guy, I I have to shit.
1: It's like it's like seconds after we stop recording. For for every episode of this podcast we've done, you like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> it's
0: it's so wonderful. Uh, it's, truth be told that's the only reason i do this podcast is because i'm kind of blocked and
1: like i'm just like a human laxative
0: yeah i'm like I'll, I'll put up with this guy you know 10 15 20 minutes whatever like it'll mean i'll have a nice a nice bowel movement and then i can get on with my day so uh kieran
1: if, i've got if that you,
0: familiar sense of pressure
1: if if you two uh are forced to to evacuate your bowels every time <laughs> you listen to my voice send us an email at <laughs> what's our email address doing
0: oh yeah it's uh <laughs> joey and kieran late to the game at gmail.com kieran is spelled k-i-e-r-a-n and uh you can also find us over on youtube at late to the game and uh we're, we're on itunes late to the game right? Probably yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, like, okay. I I haven't given us a custom URL yet, so uh, it might just be like uh, YouTube slash blah 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 blah, and then like. Okay, if you just e- eventually we'll have it.
1: a good a good short URL for you to, to go to. Yes. For now, just do a do a YouTube search, I guess.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll pop up, and uh, yeah, still on iTunes, still on uh, Google Play Store, and uh, if you guys would be willing to uh, drop us a review, I guess on iTunes, uh, that would be. Super duper slamming, yeah. Um, because yeah, we we would like to uh keep making uh this podcast, and we even, can't even if it's unless a we're review. given
1: positive reinforcement. <laughs> that's 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 right. Even even if your review is uh is I pooped my pants after listening to Kieran for an hour, <laughs> Just, <laughs> it would be good to know. I can start. I can start talking like this from now on. Maybe that'll uh. Maybe that's like. Maybe that's like a uh, um, like that'll that'll like keep you keep you from pooping you know yeah like if you have diarrhea then then i'll talk in a high-pitched voice i have to i have to have like this perfect like like right up here in my upper register that's that's the only (laughs) way i can talk so i don't just cause people's bowels to like fold in on themselves
0: i am super curious if this is an everyone thing or if this is a me thing like i'm just imagining you being a college professor and just the entire class just kind of like getting red and sweaty
1: <laughs> hello class just just like just like a wave of <laughs> a wave of like dawning horror across the assembly <laughs> oh no <laughs> all yeah. right Welcome. Tune in next week for another poop cast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys want a special poop cast, um oh uh also, uh do let us know sorry, uh unfortunately this is not uh caca related. Um actually I guess I'll run it by you first, Kieran. Sorry guys, you don't get to learn anything.
1: <laughs> okay, let's let's end this episode then.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Talk to you later, Kieran. Bye. Bye.